This is a Quiz Bowl cast, episode 6H, the 2007 Boston College College Bowl Jam Tournament, round 8 between the ICT Trash Contingent and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils. Recently, they've been known for their turn in the financial industry, lending their name and talents to a financial service whose model is... Blue Tank Clan? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking that. Oh, that was the first one that they left. I was thinking that. That was power. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Uh, kind of world's strongest man. Right here. Oh, uh, that's a scorekeeper. Okay. Name the following for 10 points each about John Kennedy Toole from Clues. Okay. His most famous novel, the story concerns the intelligent but slothful protagonist Ignatius J. Riley's quest to find a job in New Orleans in the early 1960s. Yeah. Um, Toole's first novel, <coughs> written at the age of 16, it wasn't published until 1989 due to a great interest in the writer's life. The plot deals with a young man named David growing up in rural Louisiana during the uh, late 1930s to the early 1950s, gradually learning of religious, racial, and social, and sexual bigotry. Okay, so he translates the conflation of philosophy, but I don't know if Scott's novel, but the guy is the conflation of philosophy. Um, neon Bible? Also the name of the new Arcade Fire album. Oh, yeah. And uh, Toole got his undergraduate degree at this university located in uptown New Orleans. Known by many as one of the Southern Ivies, it boasts what is widely considered the best maritime law for so like Loyola, Tulane, it's probably Tulane. Tulane. Yes, Tulane. So that's uh, 20. <laughs> Um, okay, toss up two. He was born in 1928 in Walla Walla, Washington, and attended and attended Whitman College, where he earned a degree in literature. He attended, he landed his first TV role on the children's show, The Kini Popo Show, while attending grad school at Stanford. No, sorry, Nick Five. Um, well, attending grad school at Stanford. His early film work includes co-starring with Paul Newman in the movie Young Philadelphians and as a as an astronaut in the 1964 science fiction film Robinson Crusoe on Mars. He landed his most famous role in 1966, which would define the rest of his career. Never able, being able to stray from his shadow for 10 points. Name this man the mayor of Quahog, Rhode Island. Adam West. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Yes, you're heating up. I could use little hints for when people actually are too, because I'm not yeah. the best scorekeeper. Okay. Um, what do you know about the Elephant Six Collective for 10 points each? Uh, Nothing. They were technically founded in Denver. Many of the band, uh, collective bands come from this town in Georgia, famous for producing indie rock legends. It's also the location of the University of Georgia. Athens. Athens? Yeah. We've been there. Um, perhaps the most influential band in the collective, despite only producing two albums, this Jeff Mangum-led groups in the airplane over the sea is legendary in indie circles. Their sound has been described as something like a marching band on acid. Anything? Wow. I wish I knew more indie music. I don't know, big star. Um, Neutral Mount Hotel. And the Elephant Six label was officially founded by Robert Schneider of this band while attending the University of Colorado. The band is noted for their blending of mathematical concepts in their music, such as a new non-Pythagorean scale Schneider invented for their new album. The music video for the band's first single off the newest album, New Magnetic Wonder, was directed by longtime fan Elijah Wood. 
Wow. Um, what would an indie band be that had an album recently? Um, how about um, the Arcade Fire? <laughs> uh, Apple's Stereo. Okay. Oh, them. So that's 10 points per Interesting. How did that happen? Man. Oh, that's right. In February of 2007, he was named the United Nations Development Program Goodwill Ambassador following his advocacy for the poor in Africa. In February 2005, he was voted runner-up to Samuel Eto'o in the African Footballer of the Year Awards. He helped the Ivory Coast qualify for his first ever world Tropa. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Mark, yeah, right? Okay. Okay, for 10 points each, given the nickname and their star player, name the city from which the ABA franchise originated. Um, nickname is the Oaks. Star player was Rick Barry. Yes. Um, the team was the Nets. Star player was Julius Irving. New York? Yep. And uh, nickname was The Spirits. Star player was Moses Malone. Yes. So you won 30. Yeah. That's in two hundred. Yeah. And five, and you guys have yeah. it down. Their logo was a basketball movie. Okay. That was cool. It is pretty cool. Okay. Here we go. Toss-up four. It's rumored that Desperate Housewives creator Mark Cherry originally offered her the role of Susan on the show, but somewhat ironically turned him down, and it ultimately went to Terry Hatcher. Her first big role came in the 1991 flick Fried Green Tomatoes, but she would spend the most of the rest of the 90s working on Broadway. In 2001, her work on the play Proof earned her... Mary Louise Parker. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Allison? I think she's cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because Janelle will be better, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ten each answer the following about humorous Dave Barry. Barry gained notoriety while writing for this newspaper from 1983 until 2005. Oh, what? Miami Herald. Okay, yeah. Uh, CBS broadcast the sitcom for four seasons starring Harry Anderson as Barry. It was based on his books, Dave Barry Turns 40 and Dave Barry's Greatest Hits. Yeah. This 1999 novel by Barry was eventually turned into a movie starring Tim Allen and Rene Russo. The movie was originally due for release in late 2001, but was postponed shortly after the September 11th attacks because the story involved the smuggling a nuclear weapon onto an airplane. Big trouble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a movie that I think it's going to be something else. Decidedly not for it's a big trouble. Which is the bestest movie I've ever seen. All right. Uh, all right. I can overlap, or I can give you the question that I could, I wrote last night from memory because there was an overlap with this, and I didn't want to let that happen, and they forgot to print it that way. So I can try to recite one from memory. Or I could give you this one. Oh, okay, okay with what's on the paper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll give you this one out of interest to everybody. <laughs> uh, 
In May 2005, they were the first rock group to grace the Village Voices front page in 15 years. They're based in Brooklyn, although four of the five members have lived in Minneapolis, and their Twin Cities roots are re frequently reflected in the group's lyrics. Frequently referred to as America's best bar band, they released their first album, Almost Kill Me, in 2004, and released Separation Sunday, a loose concept album, in 2005. The 2006 breakout album's title refers to the first line of Jack Kerouac's 1957 novel, On the Road, which is made explicit in the open line of the album during the song Stuck Between Stations. Ten Points named this band, whose 2006 release, Boys and Girls in America, garnered them much critical acclaim, including Album of the Year for Magnet, and the Onion AB Club, as well as numerous other top ten lists. I don't know, Panic at the Disco? No. No. <laughs> See, it didn't matter. I can't remember. That's a bad song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the Hold Steady. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, they used the exact, like, two of the same clues. Yeah. That That's early. right. That's right. Didn't it apparently didn't matter. Recognize it. Yeah. It's a good album. Apparently. Okay. Um, toss up six. They were referenced in the 2004 film Mean Girls when Katie Heron, played by Lindsay Lohan, confuses her parents by choosing to stay home for the weekend rather than going to see this group perform a concert. They were formed by Joseph Shabalala in 1960 and became one of South Africa's prolific recording artists, with their releases receiving gold and platinum disc honors. In 1993, they were nominated for t the Tony for Best Original Score in The Song of Jacob Zulu, an adaption of a Greek tragedy. They rose to worldwide prominence as a result of singing with Paul Simon on his Lisa's Black Mombasa. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. All time. There's the lifesaver. Yeah, you're on fire. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. For 40, 30, 20, 10, 1, name the actor from Rules. Yeah. 40, Socrates the Turtle in the TV movie The Boy Who Loves Trolls. Nice. Somebody went to IMDb. Sure. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. No. Uh, 30. Tuna Fish Father and Searching for Bobby Fisher. CIA agent Charles Young and Wag the Dog. Brian the Snail and Dougal. No, because I saw it like 10 years ago. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Uh, Robert De Niro. No. 20. George Parker in Pleasantville, Paul Kirby in Jurassic Park 3, Mooney in Cellular. Senator Orto Lan K. Finister in Thank You for Smoking, The Shoveler and Mystery Man, Jerry Bonnegard. Yeah. No, I forgot that we did Oh, I did too. Toss up seven. Jerry Van Dyke turned down an offer to star in the title role of the CBS hit series Gilligan's Island, which debuted the year before in order to do this show. The show follows the exploits of attorney David Crabtree, who, while shopping at a used car lot for him. My mother's a car. Yes. <laughs> It, but it's it is legendary. <laughs> 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 
Alright. Aw, <laughs> oh, damn, 12. Uh, uh, here's your bonus. Given the college football coach and in the school for which he coaches for five points each. Uh, first one, Ron Zook. Illinois. Yes. Uh, Mac Brown. Texas. Yep. Gary Scaiano. Scaiano. Of Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, Dave Wanstead. Pitt. Tyrone Willingham. Washington. Yeah. Steve Spurrier. Oh, South Carolina. Yeah, it's the thirty-five. Oh, start with Lucas. Okay. Call that. Yeah, it's his fault. Oh yeah. Ricky Williams had me. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Exploration rover missions known as Mars Dial. But the Seattle resident is better known for his television work. Bill Nye. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait, what's called? He's in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, but he teaches it. Oh, man. So, how's the guy All right. <laughs> What do you know about brilliant TV pilots which somehow never get picked up for 10 points each? This 1999 pilot starred Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and was directed by Ben Stiller. The pilot revolved around the adventures of a former astronaut who, after being exposed to inappropriate levels of radiation, becomes the smartest man in the world, and is slack a roommate who's been transformed into a talking oh, person. Together they solve mysteries while constantly on the run from NASA bounty hunter uh, Ron Silver. Is that Heat Vision and Jack? It's Heat Vision and Jack. Um, this <laughs> this television pilot, written and produced by Conan O'Brien and Robert Smigel, oh, was man, created in 1991 and starred Adam West. West played a washed-up television actor who, at the peak of his career, was ceremoniously deputized by local law enforcement, oh, enforcement and now falsely believes he can solve some crimes in real life. I've heard of this one. Yeah, it's I've just all of these. Yeah. Um, look well. And this one still has a chance of being picked up, as it hasn't even been made yet. But on March 2nd, 2007, Variety magazine reported that these two characters from the government employee insurance company's ad campaign would be traded to their own pilot and evaluated for next season on ABC. Caveman? Yeah, Geico Caveman. All right, so that, that was 20. Yeah, I really hope that actually that sticks. Uh, <laughs> that was a good oh, what are they going to do? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to rail against other. He can last four episodes, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if he's a pilot, I'll be happy. <laughs> All right. He played his college basketball for the University of Washington, where he was named to the All-Pac-10 team. Originally selected eighth overall by the Dallas Mavericks at the 1985 draft, he only became a regular after being traded to Indiana. While with the Pacers, he was one of the NBA's best substitutes, winning consecutive NBA Sixth Man of the Year awards in 1990-1991. He was traded to the Seattle Supersonics in 1993, where he quickly reestablished himself as one of the league's best long-range shooters. For 10 points, name this West German native who Smiths. Uh, no. <laughs> well, along with Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Sam Perkins, and Hershey Hawkins made up the Supersonics team that became known as the Sonic Boom. Hawkins. 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 Haw
name one other than Shrimp? Yes. I was Miranda's was playing as one of as him. You've doused us. Good job, John. So doused. We need his heart. How I roll, baby. Okay. Okay. So who got that? Jonathan or whoever. Hockey. 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 He's definitely lost more of it. No more on. More side of things. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. That's okay. I don't have to do anything else. I don't know if I have anything else. I don't know if I Damn. I will say, he at least didn't name a Ford horn boy. Yeah. And with the question, he just got you guys at 65. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Not really I just want to well, make sure I have my stuff. At that point, I'm already committed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Answering the following about the very eclectic Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse's last project was this album released in January of 2007, made by the currently unnamed alternative band, Exciting McSide Project of Blur slash the Gorillas frontman Damon Alburn. It's a kind of a concept album in that all of its tracks refer to modern life in London. I, I, I'm unbelievably sick of indie music. <laughs> Millennium Square. Um, the Good, the Bad, and the Queen. Um, he has worked with rapper MF Doom as part of this hip-hop outfit, whose second album, Occult Him, was made available free for download on the Adult Swim website. In fact, many of the songs on both their albums are Adult Swim-oriented. Danger Doom? Yes. And uh, according to an interview in Pitchfork Media, this Akron, Ohio band is currently working on an album with Ike Turner to be produced with Danger Mouse and released in 2007. The latest release was 2006's Magic Potion, and their lo-fi blues rock sound is compared to that of the White Stripes. Wow. Um, I don't know. I don't understand why it's going on. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. Okay, so get all together there. Take that for me. Okay, uh, toss up ten. Notable alumni of this school are former talk show host Arsenio Hall, members of the rock band Devo, and the basketball turned football star Antonio Gates. Kent City. Yes. Oh, good call. I just missed. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I tested that on my roommates and they had no idea what I was talking about, even after the last question was like, the National Guard unit shot at these students? like, what are you talking about? Okay, um, another 40, 30, 20, 10, one question. Huzzah, because I like making them. This time, it's a university. Okay. Uh, for 40 points, it gives out degrees. How about University of Maryland? University of yeah, sure. Maryland? No, sorry. Um, uh, for 30, alumni of this university include SNL actress, actress Rachel Dratch, Dr. Seuss, and Astros catcher Brad Osmus. I don't know, like City College in New York? Or... Rice. Uh, nope. Oh, it's not public baseball. It is the ninth oldest college in the United States and the seventh wealthiest. Their athletic teams have no official nicknames since the decision in the 1970s like to discontinue the school's use of the name Indians. Brown. Brown. Okay. Brown? No. Uh, 
pretend. The school's athletic teams are unofficially known as the Big Green. It is the smallest college in the Ivy League. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's ten on the bonus. Oh, they got rid of it in the seventies. That's a lot smaller than a lot of other places. I mean, at least they're not called the Redskins. So is that 10? Okay. Yeah. That, that was a uh, toss-up 10. We have a score check? Uh, score check, which I kind of just did before. Um, I have 164 for um, TMNG, and for ICT, I have 85. Does that say well? I have 95 for them. Uh, Oh, I actually screwed up here. Okay, yeah, I do have 95. Here's an ahead of trail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an award. Just a Have trail. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. We did a show. Toss up 11. On February 4th, 2007, she performed the Star Spangled Banner in American Sign Language at the Super Bowl. At Super Bowl. Uh, Marley Matlin. Yes. Who? Oh, Marley Matlin. Who else would that be? I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's the other thing. You don't know. Who else? Who else is famously enough that does sign language? Yeah. Except for the lady who played Linda on Sesame Street. Her name's probably Linda, right? Probably. All right. For ten points each, answer these questions about the Knights of Prosperity and the celebrities they try to rob. The show's original title was Let's Rob This Guy, which was changed after this veteran actor committed instead to the NBC drama Reigns. Jeff The name was then changed to oh, Let's okay. Rob This Classic Rock Singer and graduate of the London School of Economics, who was sent into the series yeah. using his name and was even subject to a planned robbery during the series, but alas, this title didn't stick either. Mick Jagger. Yeah. And uh, after attempting to rob Jagger, the Knights subsequently decided upon burgling this morning television host. Though in only one episode, they realized they could not follow through with the plan because Knights leader Eugene's feelings for this woman. The Knights thus moved on to Ray Romano, who Eugene witnessed insult this woman before an episode of the show. Kelly Rebo. Yes. It's tough. He is technically the last switch hitter to win the American League MVP award. He's also the last player before Ichiro Suzuki to wear his name, given name on the back of his uniform instead of his surname, having done so with the Giants. According to the Baseball Almanac, during the 1971 season, he tossed the longest shutout in American League history during a 20-inning 1-0 triumph over the, American, uh, over the Anaheim Angels, fanning 17 batters in 11 innings. For 10 points, name this lefty, who is most famous for winning both the AL MVP and the Cy Young in 1971, and for leading the Oakland A's to the World Championship. Hunter? No. No, it's not. To a World Championship in 1973. Light blue? Yes. Yeah. Goddamn. Oh, man. Um, so that's a leg for you guys. Yeah. Well, you know. It was a seven. <laughs> 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 
Identify the team that has honored the players I named by retiring their jerseys for 10 points each. Um, Bingo Smith, Mark Price, Austin Carr, Nate Burns. Guess a hockey team. <laughs> no, at least know the sport. Um, Pacers? No, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, what's that? You're in the right part of the um, country. High trainer, Honus Wagner, Roberto Clemente, Ralph Kiner. Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. And uh, last one, probably too easy to. Reggie White, Bart Starr, Raymond Schke, Don Hudson. Uh, you're back, yeah. Okay. So 20 on that. That's all right. David Letterman once said to this woman that what you have to understand about this lovely woman is, in addition to being a fine actress and a wonderful comedian, she is peculiar. Not surprisingly, Letterman has been one of this woman's biggest supporters, going as far as producing her last film, released in 2006. In addition to acting, she runs a cupcake and cheese ball business, Dusty Food Cupcakes, out of her kitchen. Her guide to entertaining is in... Amy Starris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ. I want to get that book. I don't like her. Don't the, the lady from... Uh, Strangers of Candy. No, I uh. Apparently, there's good Greek recipes. I know her name. Oh, okay. Uh, for the stated number of points, identify the Daily Show contributor from others. Uh, for five points, this guy has been on the show since his inception with Craig Kilborn in 1996. During his commentary segment, he ridicules, often often simulating a nervous breakdown or rant, recent trends and cultural phenomena. Yeah, yeah Lewis Black. Okay, that was five. Uh, for ten points, this man was hired as a contributor after appearing on the show as a guest to promote his book, The Areas of My Expertise. Oh, wow. He frequently Hodgman. appears on Hodgman. What? Hodgman. Yes. I did. For 15 points, the, uh, this recent addition to the show is the former head writer and creator for the PJs and the Bernie Mac show. He is known as the show's senior black correspondent, addressing the topics too black for the other contributors. Oh, damn. <laughs> What's he said, guy? seven cities in September of 2006 when it opened the mostly good reviews. A controversy ensued as Fox was suspected of trying to kill the movie. Idiocracy? Yes. That, that was power. Cool. I guess we're not on fire anymore. No, you've been down. Oh, that's right. No, no, that's okay. We're not on fire anymore. Oh, well, you just... We hit just... We briefly. We hit... Yeah. <laughs> Brief shining moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's more of a hit burn. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm.
nice. For 10 points each, answer these questions about the Monkey Island series of computer games. Okay. The protagonist of the series, this accidental hero can reportedly hold his breath for 10 minutes and has an inexplicable fear of porcelain, which may or may not stem from an off-screen incident in Monkey Island 2. Guybrush Freeport? Yes. Um, the Monkey Island series was developed by this company, famous for many graphic adventure titles in the 90s, including Dango, Sam and Max, and Yoda stories. Um, Lucas Art. No, 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 no. It's not. They didn't do Sam and Max. I, it might be Sierra. Are you sure? Uh, Lucas Art. It's Lucas Art. Oh, really? Yeah. Ta-da! Uh, Someone else has done it now, then. Guybrush's Guybrush's arch nemesis was this ghost pirate slash okay, zombie, zombie ghost pirate slash undead zombie demon ghost pirate slash stone giant ghost pirate. Like charm? Yeah. So we thirty that. Sweet. Guess what I was doing in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I ever played it. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, there's definitely a different company doing uh, Sam Max now, which is why I didn't think it was Lucas Arts. Okay. Toss up 15. At age 17, he won the gold medal for America in boxing at the 1952 Helsinki Olympics as a middleweight, and at 21, he became the youngest man to ever have won the heavyweight championship in boxing, though he would later be surpassed by Mike Tyson. His stance was known as the peekaboo stance because he would carry his hands higher than most boxers in front of his face. Some argue that he will be best remembered as the first man in the history of boxing to regain his heavyweight title after losing it and subsequently regaining it from... George Foreman? No. Uh, Igmar Johansson of Sweden. For 10 points, name this true gentleman of boxing, a man who would lose the title in 1962 to Sonny Liston and who died in May of last year following complications from prostate cancer. Sure, Ray Robinson? No. Uh, Patterson? Floyd Patterson. Floyd Patterson. It's in the song. Oh. It's in Concerned the Fire. Mr. Beast Patterson. So, oh, oh. No, I was thinking of the hurricane where it's in Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the next five for you guys? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten to this in the My bad. Oh, I don't know it on real knowledge. Oh, okay. <laughs> Toss up 16. This actress's family owns both the New York Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Being the great granddaughter, of being the granddaughter of late Giants owner Wellington Mara on her father's side, as well as the great granddaughter of Steelers founder uh, Art Rooney on her mother's side. Recently, she starred in the movie Zoom with Tim Allen, We Are Marshall with Matthew McConaughey, and alongside Mark Wahlberg in The Shooter. She appeared for five episodes on season five of 24 as CTU computer analyst Sherry Rosenberg, who may or may not have been a victim of sexual harassment. For Ten points, name this red-headed B-movie star. Wow. Rachel McAdams? No. Uh, Wow, well, her most famous yeah. role was the 24 guest star. Uh, Kate Mara. I mentioned yeah. the last name. I'm guessing you probably could have Mara. Alright. Uh, toss up 17. A 2003 inter, uh, IRS service, or IRS service, IRS probe into unpaid back taxes revealed that this man's net worth exceeds $75 million. Most of it derived from his instructional videos, making him the nation's wealthiest instructional sports entrepreneur. His commercials have been running for 18 years. Tom Manson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think I did the course. Back to back to back. Yeah. 
yeah, that was the next thing. Who helped produce back-to-back to back AAU national champions? I think it's Tom's Oh, well, that's a lot of dance dance. Yeah, of course, Elsie can be dance. Yeah, that is really nice. I know, we'd all be a lot richer for those dance dance. Are we on fire? No, we need one more. One more? You need one more, yeah. Answer these questions about 2008 presidential hopefuls in the books that they have published in support of their campaigns for 10 points each. Illinois Senator Barack Obama published this follow-up to Dreams of My Father earlier this year when he seemed destined, oh, by earlier this year, I mean 2006, when he seemed destined to run anyways. The title stuffed with political buzzwords is taken say it. Yeah. Each word he says is longer it takes for us to get home. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Our character is destiny, inspiring stories every young person should know and every adult should remember is the long-winded title of this 2005 book with biographies of people that this Republican hopeful felt exemplify the best qualities of character. So, okay. It's McCain. And in 2003, Hillary Clinton released this book which dealt with her life story and how she felt about the whole Monica Bill thing. It's not my life. Made, which many felt was a sure precursor to a presidential vote in 2004. Oh, man. She didn't run then, but this book is being reissued to prepare for her interest surrounding the next presidential yeah, no, no. It's um, yeah, but it's not her autobiography. Uh, I don't know. Um, it takes a village. Oh yeah. Shit. So you guys got twenty there. Okay. I'm sure she's in there somewhere. Mentioned briefly in passing. I have a wife somewhere. All right. The fact that. His birthday falls on September 11th is just one of the many personal tragedies that have befallen this young boy's life. It is implied in episode in the episode fourth grade that he knows a surprising amount about uh, amount of Star Trek information that he may be a Trekkie. He also watches BET according to the episode Hell on Earth 2006 and has stated in My Future Self of Me that he is not a fan of Becker. He rarely curses. Butters. Butters. Oh yeah. Butters, Good gosh. Uh, I don't know what it is. All right. That's my last question about the film careers of the members of the former MTV comedy group The State for the stated number of points. Ten points. The State and Stella alumni, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, and David Wayne, all participated in the making of this film, starring Showalter, David Hyde Pierce, and Janae Garofalo. Meant to be a parody of 80s teen summer sex romps, the setting is fictitious. Oh, no, 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 This is, yeah, Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer? Yep. For five points, this 2006 kids movie starring Ben Stiller was a hit at the box office and was written by two former members of the state and current okay. members of Reno 911, Ben Garant and Thomas Lennon. The film also marks Dick Van Dyke's first ever turn as a villain. Night at the Museum? Yep. And for 15 points, one actor in the film, Rob Cordry, refers to it as the best movie ever made. Set to be released on August 3rd, 2007 through Think Film, this comedy film is also direct this comedy film. Directed by David Wayne. It will feature the titular number of original members of the state, minus one. Reportedly, it will be this amount of short films put together, each referencing the one biblical law. Maybe the ten. Yeah, but, okay. but nine. The nine comedians? Um, it's the ten. The ten. Because okay. there were eleven. Oh, okay. So, right, you guys got ten for what happened there in the summer? Oh, no, fifteen for me. Where we can find or block. Yeah. Bolt mm -hmm. Yeah, and are you guys on fire? Yeah. yeah.
He started his career in commercials when he was seven years Clear. old. Yes. He was the honeycomb serial kid and appeared in several commercials for Toys and Bounty. His first big break in the movies came in 1983 as he landed the role of Russell Griswold in National Lampoon's Vacation. Yep. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I know this. <laughs> oh, not coming back. That one. was short live. Yes. So what's going on? Like, is this the last game or what? Name the female, uh, female R&B slash jazz slash folk type singer. <laughs> the type of music you hear at Starbucks. With the recent releases from Clues. Her recent release, Back in Black, is this Brit's first album stateside. This woman is recognized as one of the greatest vocalists around at the moment. She's super popular back in England, but her alcohol and drug troubles have kept her in and out of the tabloids, as well as rehab, if we are to believe her first single. Oh. What's her name? The, the drunk? <laughs> oh, the rehab girl? Um, yeah. Like, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, you heard this one. You guys got anything? Absolutely. Neil Johnson. Yeah. Amy Winehouse. Oh, the, I knew it was the... The Winehouse. Yeah. Help there. Uh, this Canton, Ohio native is famed for her raspy voice and a singing style heavily influenced by Miles Davis's ex-wife, Betty Davis. Some may know her performance of the know her better for her performance of the theme song for Nickelodeon cartoon as told by Ginger. Her, first, her fourth album, Big, was released in March along with the single Finally Made Me Happy. Yeah. I've got two guesses. Yes, uh, Macy Gray. Oh. And this North Texas University's grad's third and latest album, Not Too Late, debuted at number one on the U.S. charts. Her career's high point probably can't have to come back in 2003 when she won five Grammys for her debut that's album. That's Yeah. Large yeah. So that's 
Found a score, the ICT Trash Contingent 180, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils 299.